Yo, oh, <laughs> we're back. Hey, let's go. Yeah, I got caught napping on when we were starting again. Every I don't, time. I don't really tell them. We just go. <laughs> I, the green light turns on, but sometimes it's bright, sometimes it's not, so I'm never sure. <laughs> but uh, like I was about to say, I've, I've been reading this book. It's basically like a, it's a self-help kind of shit, but it's okay. um, Stop Doing That Shit. By a guy mm. named Gary Bishop. He had a, his first book was I think it was Unfuck Yourself or something. Unfuck I didn't read that yet, but it's a tough. tough it, title. It's a tough title. Uh, dude, uh, dude's Scottish, and he said like he's he's not gonna kind of dumb down his language so that somebody's happy about reading it. But uh, the idea about the book that I'm reading is uh, basically a way to end your self sabotage. Because like I as I'm reading it, I started noticing more things. But uh, he was kind of explaining how. Like, when people talk about, like, oh, yeah, like, I, I, got a, I got a hard life, but, like, I gotta just keep grinding, blah, blah, blah. A lot of the times, they're looking at, they're, they're, they're all the time, you're looking at your life and your situations through your own lenses, and you're not mm-hmm. really looking from everybody else, because, like, like, if I were to look at you and see you do something, there's a chance that you're think uh, the way that I think about what you're doing is going to be completely opposite from yours, which doesn't mean either of them aren't true. They're both true, but it's not the actual truth. And then, uh, so is kind of like talking about the three saboteurs that in your life. One is yourself. One is how you see people, or one is how you see yourself. Two is how you see people, and then third is how you see the world around you. So when it's the saboteur is basically something in your deep sub- subconscious. So when you, for me, like my my thing about myself is that I think I'm I'm not good enough. Just that, just in general, like if. When, when I go to do something new or when I need to show somebody something, in my head, I'm like, this is going to fucking suck because I'm not good enough at this. I, I can't do it because I want to be a perfectionist, which yeah. my dad said it best is that uh, perfection is an illusion that people are paid to create. You don't Nobody's perfect. You just kind of fake it till, you, till it seems like it. But in my head, everything needs to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not right there, I'm worried that I'm not good enough. So that, that. that kind of, it stops me from doing some things once in a while. Yeah, I, I can understand that too. Because like, I always thought of like perfection is like, perfection is just a subjective word. Like what is perfect for your situation doesn't mean something's perfect for another situation. Mm-hmm. Because nothing's perfect for every situation. There's always something different. But I can totally relate to that. Because like, I often also think like, maybe just coming back from like old football practice. Like, oh, like I did it. Yeah, like it was okay. But it wasn't my best. I could have done better. And I, I usually get mad. And I, used, yeah. <laughs> I used to do that all the time where I would just be like, my coach would be like, good job. I'm like, no, coach, I did something wrong. And I'd like go hold that against myself. Yeah. I would never like take it, anything good as positive. Yeah. In, in that situation, it's, it's probably good because it kind of keeps feeding you. You, you kind of you need a little bit of that in your head. You need to – you can't think that you're perfect because like then you kinda, you're you never going to work harder. Yeah, for but sure. But it's uh, – like the, the the way he talks about it is like for day-to-day things where it's it's just absolutely nothing like wash somebody washing their car or putting a wax on their car mm-hmm. they're worried because they aren't doing it as good as a detailer like in in my head that's what i used to always think is that well i can do it but i'm not as good as this guy not as yeah. good, so why would i even do it whereas if you if you just kind of you know that you have that thought in your head and you just say that's my opinion. I'm just gonna do it, and if other people agree with that, then maybe I'll I'll think about it. But it's just an opinion that I'm always gonna have, so I can't listen to that part of my brain. 
And then yeah. the other one was like how you look at people. And I, yet again, kind of go with that. I look at people as if they're watching. Like, hey, I'm doing something and I fuck up. I'm, I'm looking over both my shoulders like, who the fuck saw that? Even if I'm sitting in my backyard cutting grass and I just, I go over the wrong spot, I'm looking over my shoulders. And then the third is how you view uh, life. I can't. I can't remember. I I just got to that chapter, so I haven't put down what mine is yet. Fair enough. But. Um, speaking on how you view life, that actually reminds me. Like when I was in university, I, I took a, a philosophy course just for shits and giggles because I was like, oh, what's this about? Yeah. And um, it's funny because they talk about in this class I took. It was actually, it was called the meaning of life. So naturally, you know, like. <laughs> Where's this going? Right? We're, getting, we're getting woke. Um, well, first off, the instructor, kind of a badass, at least on the first day. I mean, I slept through most of the class, but at least on the first day, he was kind of a badass. He was basically just like openly offended every religious person in the room by just telling them they're all full of shit. And then if they need to leave, this is the time. Bless. And like a third of the class just got up and walked out. And I was like, oh, damn, is this... This is how it is now, huh? This course is going to be fun now. I was like, wow, this guy's aggressive. I was like, I wouldn't have gone that far, but whatever. Um, But um, basically, he just, like, goes through, like, all of these different um, philosophers throughout the course um, and talks about how all of them tried to answer the meaning of life and they spent their whole life with all these ideas and these perceptions and these opinions and inevitably wasted their whole life thinking about the meaning of life versus actually living their life yeah and i mean i'll be honest i only know that because i had someone give me a study guide i didn't actually read shit but uh what was it called spark notes (laughs) it's actually funny there was two there was two big uh exams in the class and i had this girl like live down the hallway of my res and so she was like kind of a homie so the first first test she like gave me like her note package that she did because she was like really hardcore on taking notes and I was like, thank you so much. This is amazing. Y'all buy you lunch. Like, straight straight up. I was so grateful. Yeah. Um, you saved my life. See, I got a better grade on the exam than she did. So she was pissed. And <laughs> <laughs> she's like, fuck that. Here's the skim notes. And it's like, test. She gives me the skim notes. I'm like, I understand. I'll make this work. I'm still grateful. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Because you're, you're, you're ridiculously smart. But, you, like, if you don't care, you don't care at all. Like, you're not going to put your... But if somebody gives you notes, you're like, you're, you're, you're super book smart. Where you can kind of... If you need to, you can look at something, study it completely, and remember it, put it down on a test. I There's no questions. See, but, like, I don't even know if that's, like, intelligence or if that's just, like... I have, like, good short-term memory that I can retain a small amount of information for, like, a period of maybe two months... And then once that section of the exam or that class is over, it's like it never happened. Because I'll be honest, I don't remember much from a lot of these classes I took. Don't don't get it twisted. I'm not calling you intelligent. I'm saying you have have an area of expertise that some people might say is smart. I have a talent that helps me beat the system. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's uh, that's with that personality test that we did before where the entire – basically both of us – we like to we like to argue and we like to win. So we like to win arguments. Not even like we if we don't know what we're talking about, we're willing to learn. We are willing to learn what needs to be learned so that we do better than you and then we will forget because we don't actually care. Yeah. We only care about that win. <laughs> it's all about beating the system in the moment. Yes. I'm not sure if that's really a good example. But anyways Either way. <laughs> in that class, yeah, he basically talks about how like everyone just like 
kind of like waste their life thinking about it and that if you really think about it too long you you will also waste your life and he basically trolled the whole class because like the final message of the class is i don't know the meaning of life and you guys should probably stop thinking about it or you're never gonna live your life and i was yeah. like man what a fucking troll like that's actually low-key that's pretty fucking deep and it, yeah. and it did resonate enough that my sleepy ass remember that part is <laughs> That was uh that was first year university dusted and first year university dusted and slept a lot in class yeah. so like that was at least one thing that I was able to pull from that yeah first year <laughs> when you're like I'm gonna make the team I'm gonna be the all star and then fifth year you're like I should get a degree <laughs> <laughs> I gotta oh, I yeah. gotta have something to show mom right? when I get home <laughs> clock's ticking and I need that degree still what's left <laughs> hopefully I'm closer than I was last time I checked. Uh, oh man but uh but yeah that's the thing you know trying to are you looking at the world from a positive stance or do you just like look at the world as like the world shit it's unfair nothing's ever going my way is is putting in this effort really helpful like i can see how someone having that pessimistic mindset can really get in their own way because they're just thinking what's the point of it all it doesn't matter you just fucking die and like i get it they're not wrong but like just a you know another reference that I that I heard one time that might be questionable to those philosophical types. <laughs> um, my dude Bo Burnham, he's a yeah, comedian. Uh, came from YouTube. Most people have seen him on Netflix. This is a dude that we've watched since like grade seven. Since we were kids, like, we grew up with this guy. We love this guy. This guy's an absolute homie. He's probably nerdles. probably one of the smartest guys in comedy to be honest. But anyways, he has this um, he has this one song on one of his specials. Um, I can't remember what the song's called, but he basically talks about like, you know, how everybody um, works so hard to get into heaven by doing all these things. People go to church. They don't eat certain animals. They abstain from, you know, pleasures that some see is not okay and others see is what's the problem. Like um, people live their lives in so many different ways. And basically what he's saying is all these people working so hard to get into heaven. What if the chance at living your life was heaven what if you were what you thought you were working for this whole time was actually in front of you right now and you were wasting it by thinking about other things because this moment in front of you is the gift that you were hoping to get and i was i was like for a comedian i was like Uh, oh shit i feel like i'm in an ocean (laughs) deep (laughs) but like yeah for a comedian to hit me with that i was like i had like paused the show i was like i was laughing my ass off this whole time and then he comes at me with like that kind of like concept and i'm like Oh man, like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I kind of yeah. Going back to like what you're saying though, just like seeing the world around you and how you view the world, I can hundred percent understand like where he's gonna go with that yeah. idea and yeah, expand the, it. Yeah, basically what he what he said in the book is that uh, you're you're what you see and what you feel about yourself is true, but that's only your truth, and you have to accept that. That is what you as a subconscious, what you growing up, you the way that you grew up with your parents, with other people, seeing different things, being a good family, bad family, whatever it is, it's all there, it's all in your subconscious and you just have to understand that it, it's not who you are now, it's not who you could be, it's not who you have to be, it's just, it's part of what you are, mm-hmm. you're always going to have it in your head and you just have to acknowledge when it shows up that you're doing something that goes against that grain and you decide then do I stick with the safe spot or do I try and do it anyway yeah it's tough too because like 
I totally get that in, in a lot of ways because I find that there's so many times that like my head's telling me one thing and it's telling me like, oh, like it's not going to work. You're fucked. It's over. Like there's just so you many mean like, like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How many months did we take to just be like, okay, my voice isn't that shitty. <laughs> but like there's just so many like negative thoughts that I have sometimes. And there's so many oh. times where I literally just have to be like, honestly, I know what I keep hearing in my head. But I've learned that I've, like, I basically just do stuff sometimes. And sometimes I'm just, like, you know, they always say, like, the cliches, like, you don't know till you try or you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Realistically, it's basically that. Like, sometimes I have absolutely no confidence in doing something, but I'll just do it because if I don't do it, the odds of something, you know, odds of me getting lucky go down. Yeah. And as someone that's gotten very lucky in a lot of situations in his life, uh, a lot of situations in his life, um, I find that even in the most simple and pettiest of, you know, examples, like, you know, my loved ones, my girlfriend even, she'll sometimes get in a negative headspace and think that, oh, like we missed this deadline with, uh, you know, this appointment or something, you know, we're screwed, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, maybe we should just call this person and see what they say. And she's like, Why? You know, why, what's the point? Because sometimes when you're in that negative mindset, like everything just seems stupid and there's no yeah, point trying. Yeah, things are closing down. And then, you know, I don't know if it'll help. I have no idea if talking to this person will. Maybe they're just going to tell you, yeah, you're right, you are fucked. Maybe they just confirm yeah. to you that you're fucked. But sometimes when you call, then they're like, well, you know what, there's this. And then they have an alternative or they have some other information because there's sometimes there's information that you're not aware of that can change how you yeah. view that situation. That and if sense. you don't just try... Sometimes you don't get that opportunity to get lucky. And that's just something that I've like, I've learned to just block my mind out because like there's so many times, so it's a daily All the thing. Time. It's, it's honestly it's, a daily yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I, I block it out for some things and then the rest of it, it's like, I, 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 oh my God, I stuttered the shit out of that one. <laughs> but I'll, oh my God. God, I, I stutter so to, new topic. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what the hell's going on. You stutter so hard, you lost your train of thought. I don't even know where I was. I don't even know what we were talking about. But um, but yeah, it's like that. It's a daily thing that negative mindset, and so yeah, you absolutely have to like learn how to like just if you can't stop the negative thoughts because I don't I don't know how to stop the negative thoughts. I have them all the time. Learn to just like blindly ignore them sometimes yeah. and just see what happens because like doesn't matter what the situation is. Like there, like you know, it's it's a hundred cliches. You don't know until you try. Yeah, you never know. There's and so many chances you could to get even lucky. Take that negative mindset and just treat it like an annoying coworker, right? Like somebody <laughs> that every day you have to go and you have to work with this person. You have to make it work. You know what you can do, and you know that they aren't capable of doing it. And you just have to kind of find an even ground in the middle. That's, I just thought of that right now, so I feel pretty good about myself. But I don't know where I'm going with it. So yeah, well now. Because so we talked about the first two points of that book. Now the other one that we oh, yeah. didn't really talk Life. about was, um, uh, you know, how you view yourself. And so that's one like I understand. Like we kind of briefly mentioned, like you're not thinking you're good enough sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> On the other side, there's also the side that I definitely struggle with is someone that has narcissistic tendencies. <laughs> um, when you think like, man, I'm better than that person, or man, I'm I'm actually really good at this. And sometimes it's like. I'm my much. my confidence and my like you know how sure of myself I am I can't remember the exact word for that is relatively high so when I think I'm doing something 
I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure of myself. I'm in there, I'm like, yeah, this is how I'm going to do it. This is yeah. the best way of doing it. For, but for me, for me, I have that, but it's, uh, mine is fueled by the fact that I'm not thinking I'm good enough. So once I start doing something, it's because I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly how I'm going to do it. And I know I'm going to do it better than everybody else. So then there's no worries. I don't have to worry about if I'm good enough or not because I know I'm better than them. Right. And, and to a certain extent, even like with like, you know, certain people in my life, it's like sometimes I'm like, I don't even trust them to do it because I'm like, well, I definitely would do it better than them. Yeah. And the thing is, is like where you can think you're not good enough, you can also over-evaluate yourself and think that you're better at something. And I would say that's something that I often have to do the same thing where I'm like, my brain says I'm doing this right. But, like, my heart says that I probably don't have the adequate training and the adequate education to yeah. attack this problem in the way that somebody that has spent years educated, I should trust them or I should put my faith in them or maybe I'm not as good as I think I am and I should just, like, look for alternatives anyway. Yeah. And I feel like that's another, like, mental thing that some people definitely would have to think about. Like, yeah, you might think, oh, man, I suck at this or whatever. But at the same time, you might also be thinking about Oh, I got this. No problem. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> That's one thing I'm really good at is I'm I'm really good at when I hear something or when I'm about when I'm told to describe something, I'm really good at just kind of guessing exactly like how to get to the point that I need to. So I don't I don't know answers like Brittany always says I'm really good at math, but it's I'm really good at getting close. So like <laughs> if somebody asks me, "Oh, what what's 12% of the bill? The bill is 80 bucks." I don't know, but I can get close. It'll, it's like, like this. I can give you around nine. Well, bucks. yeah, I'm not sure. Nine fifty or whatever. Yeah. If it, how much? How much does it change? Okay, round that up to the dollar. Add nine bucks. It's about twelve. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll I'll do that with everything. If somebody explains to me how to how like a garden hose works, and they start talking about it, I can kind of as they're saying it, I can go along with them. And if they don't know what they're talking about, for the most part, I can hear when they start fucking up. When it's like. Oh yeah, you put this uh, round thing in here, and then you put this piece through there. It's like, well, no, like, you don't do that. Blah blah blah. Well, you, I think that's the competitor in you too. You can tell when someone's not sure of themselves. Yeah. Like, when it comes oh, yeah. to being competitive, I guess that is. yeah, that, that's what it is. When you're competitive, you you listen for that. You hear the tremble yeah. in someone's voice, or like the hesitation. You know, when they're like nervous about something, you can hear that because you, you're waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, you see somebody with a wide open <laughs> shot, and they they yeah. fake it, and then they try and drive on you anyway. You're like, oh, that guy's done. That guy's done. Yeah, yeah I guess that is. It's even when I was even when I was in school though, I I took like labs for some of my science classes, and sometimes the guy doing the instructions was you know was just like a TA or some random same yeah. person in the department. So most of the time they knew it was up. I'm not gonna like say I'm smarter than them, but there were some times where they're like. Well, it's supposed to do this, I think. <laughs> like you can, you can tell, and, and so I, I can see how that that job is my personal nightmare. <laughs> being like being a TA, you you kind of have to know a little bit about everything, but not enough to be a teacher. So you get th- <laughs> well, like you're you get still a student in, most of the time. You get thrown in to be a biology teacher in grade twelve. Fuck me! Like I just barely know who I am. Like I barely know the anatomy of a man. Most, like I don't know anything about frog or a pig or some shit. Most most TA, TAs in university are just master students. They're just students that have just finished their degree for whatever you just you're learning. So yeah. I mean I don't think I it's those that, would be a little bit better. I don't think it's that scary. But like but... 80, 80 Rundle TAs. Those, oh, well, those that that level. It's like that that'd be. 
terrifying for me because I know these dumbasses don't know anything, but they know that I don't know it. And <laughs> that's would, what I'm saying in my head. Aren't those like people like social workers though? Like I don't know. I don't know. They should be, but like, that's about as good as they get. No, they, they most of the time I think they just put on the like a movie or some shit. <laughs> but those kind of teachers were blessed. I had enough time getting thrown into spare rooms where I would just get here, just watch this movie, and I finish the day so you can go home. Yeah. <laughs> just don't cause any more trouble. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Not sure it's effective, but... Um, yeah, it just kind of is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, like, Man. going back to that book, though. <laughs> no, I'm just going to switch it off for one sec. I keep saying this. I don't know if it's like, like Donald Trump's in my head, but since he said it is what it is, I say that all the time. It's just... All the time. I've never said it before. When but did Donald it is Trump his, say that? He said it was some big controversial thing, like something about like a guy got killed and he or no, it was about the riots and he was basically saying like, well, it is what it is. Like we can't do anything to fix these. Okay, well, and it just it's been stuck in my head over and over <laughs> every goddamn day. I don't I know if I'm ready. It. I don't know if I'm ready to uh, give that quote to him and say that was his quote. But I know it's not his. Quote, <laughs> but in re- like in it's recent just... is a recently trendy thing. But There's... whatever. It just it. I said it again, and I've said it like probably six <laughs> times today, and I it just stuck in my head yeah. every time something happens. It is what it is. <laughs> I uh, I've had something stuck in my head for like the last like week, and it's um. So obviously everyone's aware that song WAP came out. There's uh, there's this remix you can find on YouTube of this political commentator, Ben Shapiro, and it's him <laughs> like reading out the lyrics and people have taken him reading the lyrics and remixed him to music and autotune. And it's just, it's so funny how close they've got him to like, you know, swipe your nose like a credit card. And it's just like they put it to the music and it actually sounds good because it's such um, a good beat. Yeah. And then he got him saying these lyrics and he's like, the way he says, because he, he won't say pussy either. So he's like that wet ass P word. Wet ass P word. It's so I've only I've heard him say it, but I've never heard the remix. My my girlfriend loves it. She's been listening to it. She's, she's been quoting it to Shout me. Out so, Spotify. Yeah, exactly. The Ben Shapiro remix. Like, how did he not know that this was going to be a thing? Like, the first time I saw it, I was like pissing myself laughing. And I would say for the better part of like the last like week and a half, that's all we've been like joking about. It's just, Every it's time I've much. heard that dude talk, that's pretty much how I think like... Like, he might have a point, but I can't get past the fact that he sounds like a Melvin. Like, I mean, everything he says just sounds so, like, geeky and just not normal. Not like a real human being should be talking. He see, just says it so stupid. See, the thing is, is he's, he is really smart. Yeah, that's And so he does have, you know, he comes with facts. And because, like, this is his profession. He's a professional, you know, political commentator. He debates yeah. people. Like, that's what he does for a living. So when I say this guy's researched, like he knows his shit yeah, yeah. for sure. Obviously, he has some feelings and some arguments that I don't necessarily agree with. And I find like when I watch him like on YouTube and stuff, nine times out of ten when he's like destroying somebody on a topic that I don't necessarily agree with him for, I feel like the other person was considerably under-researched yeah. and they also don't understand um, a lot of like argument structure and rules. So whenever he does do something that you could call him out for like the straw man argument is a classic one he's guilty of that all the time you know saying well if you're saying this and you're saying this like that's not the argument at all yeah you know those kind of things i see him do that on youtube all the time but given the situation he's in at the moment maybe he's if he knows the person's smarter maybe he doesn't do those things but when he's going against like 
you know, you'll see Ben Shapiro destroys liberal college student or something like that. Yeah. This poor girl is completely out of her depth. Like, yeah, she has legitimate feelings and she has points, but she's never going to be able to compete with this guy because no. even if she's right and he's wrong, she doesn't understand. Yeah, he does this. This is what, yeah, this is yeah, what he does. This is what he does. He's a professional. And he's, not she, a, he's not playing. And she can't keep up because it's not even just being educated. It's having the quick wit to come back with everything that you already know and being able to deliver it at the right yeah. time and keep up with him. Because that's his other thing. He's lightning fast. He's quick. He's one of the fastest at it. And he'll throw online. he'll throw little things in there, like just in the middle of the conversation, that's just like a bombshell, and then keep going. So then you have to try and figure out what he said there and try and keep up with what his next topic is. Yeah. And he's really he's really good at those. That's like, I think his going back to our our love of arguing and debating i would say that's the only reason i like the guy is because i respect it, it. <laughs> i'm like yo this guy knows what's up i like, would love to get an argument with this guy he'd probably tear my ass up and change my feelings on my ability to argue but you know what only to a, only I would, to a certain I would love point it. because like because i've i've seen him obviously on youtube and everything but i've watched him on rogan and a couple times where he he uses because when he when he's going against Rogan, Rogan's not like a smart guy, but he's like he's had so many people on. He's talked to so many different people. Yeah. He can kind of when he can smell bullshit, he can kind of say something. But Ben Shapiro, if he he has his facts, if you have something that goes against it, he doesn't he doesn't like have a rebuttal to what you say. He moves on to a new subject extremely fast. So he he basically like brushes it off, moves to this spot. And then he brings up something huge right off the bat, so then you forget about that last topic that he had no <laughs> comeback for. So, like, he, if he was against somebody that is matched up with him, I could see it working. Maybe, like you said, he is, he's better at realizing, like, this guy is not going to actually challenge me and remember, be able to come back to that, so I'm just going to do it against him. But Yeah, I think the other... And then the one thing I really, I, I actually respect about him is the fact that he's, like, he's Jewish or whatever, but he... He doesn't, he basically said he doesn't agree with everything, but he does it because that's his tradition and that he doesn't care if anybody else does it. It's not, it's not his thing. He's not saying you have to do it. This is just what a Jew does. This is what I do. Like he, I think there was, he talked about uh, pork and not eating it. And he's like, well, like because of the fact that you have to have it, uh, what is, what you have to make your meat a certain way. So like. They, it was back in the day. I know like, what you're talking they, about. They thought it was, hu- I guess, more humane because you can't have any blood of an animal. Is that if you were kosher, if yeah. you were to have like a kosher beef, they have to hang hang a cow, slit its throat, mm-hmm. let it bleed out completely before they can have any of the meat. And he's he's explaining this, and Rogan's basically saying because he's a hunter and whatever that that's like the least nice way to kill an animal there is. And like it's a, the slowest, worst thing you could possibly do to it, and he basically said, "Yeah, I I agree. It's kind of fucked up, but like it's my religion, and that's that's what it is. It's not it's not up for me to debate whether or not it's good or bad. It's worked for my family, worked for these people, so I have to kind of put my faith in it. So like I respect that he he understands that shit's stupid about it, and he doesn't try and he doesn't try and defend the dumb things. Yeah." I think that's the thing too is being smart enough to know what's a bad argument, what's a good argument, mm. or at the very least, which what's an argument he can win and which one he can't. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't really defend dumb points or at least like you know easy points that are like easy to refute. He never yeah. defends those ones. Yeah, so 
That's the thing. chance he you smart. lose, get the fuck out of there. Get yeah. someone you know you're gonna win. He is he is smart about the battles he picks. Mm. That's for sure. Um, Man, so having the new kid, it's very hard on Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> Not on me, but I'm, like my wife's having a hard time with her new baby. But I'm fine. The, actually, the thing, that's, the thing that's getting bad for me though is the fact that I have no ability to in the middle of the night. If a baby starts crying, if Brooklyn starts wrestling and the Brittany gets up and something, I have no ability to wake up. It, <laughs> it doesn't even like start to phase me. And it's so bad because I, I don't want to be like, I want to help her and everything. But like for the first, for the couple nights in the hospital, she had to like wake me up every time anything so I could help her. And then the first week we were back home and like I stayed home with her. It would, She'd have to literally yell at me from like, five feet away and I, I guess I'd wake up and be like whoa whoa what's going on and she's like I need you to move move Noah and I was like okay and I just fall back to because I never actually woke up <laughs> I was I was sleep talking and it's the worst because it's like I get decent sleep but I'm also being a piece of shit <laughs> like, I'm such a good dad I'm a, I consider myself a good husband but like that area, I'm terrible. I am like <laughs> any other deadbeat dad. I don't wake up, and it's so bad. That's so tough. I can see that. That's the thing, though. Like, my girlfriend does that, too, where, like, I'll, like, come home late night, and I'll, like, you know, say goodnight or something, or just, like, talk to her for a second. She, at times, or, like, sometimes if it's, like, super early in the morning, it's the same thing. Sometimes she'll respond to me, like, straight up talk to me for a second, and then roll back over when we're done talking. And then I'll talk to her in the morning. She's like, I have no recollection of you waking me up last yeah. night. Like, none. And I'm just like, honestly, like, sleepy sleepy girlfriend is just, like, a different person. She is not the same one. Like, <laughs> it's like talking to a totally different person. There's going to be no carryover in memory. No. And, I mean, that's <laughs> that's so Depending funny. Depending on the conversation, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me. It's just like, oh, geez. Oh, one time, uh, <laughs> my brother, actually, we were... Like, this is long, long time ago. We were real little, and uh, he was, I remember he was sitting on a couch, and uh, I guess he had fallen asleep, and we were talking, I was, I t- asked him a question, and he was asleep, and, like, me and Matt were playing and whatever, and, like, a couple hours later, he had woke up, and he came over, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's just over there, and I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you asked where the, the tech deck was, and I'm like, what the fuck? So he, in his sleep, he must have heard it, and it just stayed in his brain till he woke up and immediately answered. He, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, because he normally doesn't listen to shit. <laughs> <laughs> but passed out, Dave was like, he's on top of it. He knew exactly what I wanted and came and told me right away. <laughs> That's so funny. Sleep Jeez. things in, like, subconscious. Like, it's, it's so crazy. Like, as you get older, you start noticing things where... It's like, you just thought it was whatever, something happened. But as you start getting older, you're like, but what was that? Like, how did, how is that possible that sometimes you sleep and nothing comes in? And then other times you sleep, you wake up and you have a memory of something that happened. Like, is are all these things actually getting into your brain and only little bits coming out, d- depending on the time? Or is it just a certain certain type of sleep that you're in? Are you in a REM cycle? Are you just barely asleep are you in a dead sleep are you more open to those things 
Yeah, I have no idea. It's, uh, it's, it's something where, like, I need to smoke weed and think on this, and I feel like I come up with the answer real I don't, fast. I don't need to get a formal education. I just no, no, need no. to get really high, and then I can no. decipher what's I, real. I've done psychology. I've done this. I've done that. Oh, I haven't done enough weed. That's classic. <laughs> that's so good. Not These, a formal education. I, I just need some uh, enlightening. Yeah, a, a formal education. If they... Like, if Jeez. I asked them, they'd give me all these fancy words that didn't mean actually what it is. But if I get high, I could explain it to anybody. That's so I could, funny. I could put it on the internet and have everybody be like, I get it. That's so I funny. I fucking get it. I met this one guy once when I was working uh, at this one restaurant. And it was so funny. So, for those of you that don't know, I don't do drugs. I never have done drugs. I'm probably the only person in my friend group that I know of that doesn't. I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't count weed as a drug. Okay, well. I, like, that, that's the only drug <laughs> I do. I don't do drugs. Okay, well. For the most part, a few of my friends smoke weed. I don't do it. I've never done it. But I had this one friend in this job I worked at, and he loved hallucinogenics. And so, like, he, this guy was like, if you haven't done acid, I don't know if we can have a good talk. Like, he was, like, really pretentious about He's the there. fact that I haven't done acid. And it was just so funny to me. Like, I mean, part of me, like, like, I don't really care. I don't, like, really shame drugs. Like, I don't think hard drugs are good, but, like, I just don't really give a shit. If you want to do mushrooms or whatever... You know, do your yeah. thing. If you're going to a rave, whatever, do your thing. Just try not to kill yourself, I guess. I don't know. I know oh. some drugs are worse than others. Yeah. But um, I just think it's so funny. Some of these, you know, like I said, I don't know what doing acid's like. I don't know what that, you know, what that enlightenment is. But these, so this one guy, he was just so adamant that, like, you know, he, he thought like me, too. He was just like me. You know, that's how they get you. <laughs> He's like, man, I'm just telling you. He's just... If you don't, you just gotta try it. You'll think differently, man. And he's just like, he was so yeah, sure. Yeah, man. And just, just try a little acid, man. You'll, <laughs> you'll love your Domino's job, man. He's a funny guy, but I'm just like, yeah, I hear you. Probably still not going to, but well, like. <laughs> remember, uh, we were at, I, I guess I was told I'm not supposed to use as many names on the podcast. I've been told that's a better thing as to do. As you said, like three names. Continue. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> Continue. So we were, uh, we were at a, we were at some girl's house, and there is the two of us, two girls, and uh, this guy that was the cook at Cookies at okay. one t- at one point. And I remember he, we were all drinking, but you weren't, and he was getting really angry at you for not drinking. <laughs> he was just getting, he was getting mad, and like people were trying to say like, "Hey, you should maybe just take a take a sip because he might fight." And we're like. What the fuck's happening? All you, like he's my he's my DD. I'm like, I, if he's gonna choose a night to drink, not now, like oh, any man. other time. But I just remember him getting so adamant that like if we're playing drinking games, he has to play too. And like he was a he was a big guy, but he was a big big as in a fat guy. So I was like, odds are he like he might be able to punch because you don't know how to punch. But like you could you could. You could handle yourself, get them down, and I'm way faster than all of you, so I would have been out in a minute. I would have had no worries. And it was, I think we were only like a couple what? blocks from your house. Okay, okay. But I, I, I remember. Like, I'm told I'm not supposed to say names. So. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that night. Yeah, so now... Like, I, I, was like, I think... I don't know if it was the same dude, but it was one of those dudes. But um, one of those girls was dating um, this one guy, and he like prided himself on being like a manipulator was this the same guy or was it one of his friends uh, i think this is one of his friends okay so once this guy found out i wasn't drinking he was like after like bragging to us about what a manipulator he was and how good he was at getting what he wants which was a really creepy fucked up thing to brag about in the first place 
Yeah, and he tries to like he's trying to like get me to drink, and I can tell that his whole you know ego and everything and his whole night's enjoyment is going to be predicated off he can convince me to drink, but like I wasn't going to. There's really nothing he could say to make me. Yeah, and like I'm competitive, so like once you start like showing your cards that you're trying to you know beat my willpower with your manipulative you know logic. Well, now I'm just like, well, now I'm really not going to drink. Like, what do you think? You're going to beat me? No. It's so easy there for me a, to say no. I feel no pressure. There's a slight chance I might have drank until you told me to. <laughs> there's a tiny, tiny there's chance. There's absolutely no peer pressure. Peer pressure is completely missed on me. I don't feel any of it. So it was just like, oh, you're still going at this. Now yeah. you're kind of getting annoyed because you've been talking about this for 10 minutes. What's the only answer to your problem? Me having a drink? Yeah, it's not going to happen, boss. Keep walking. Like, what? <laughs> Try something new. It was so obnoxious. But yeah, I remember that night. That was that was not a good party, to be honest. That was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, never hung out with those people again. But yeah, I do remember that. Now that you've said their names, now yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I forget about that stuff. Yeah, um, different places. Like, uh, like that's Sometimes I think about... Because like now we're we're not old, but we're like high twenties, and I'm fucking high twenties, but like twenty seven. <laughs> I can just say the number. I don't know. I'm all conspiracyed up, man. But uh, we're like high twenties. I'm gonna use that from now on. Oh, late twenties. <laughs> if we ever make, yeah, yeah. Now you thought of the word. <laughs> If we ever make merch, I promise you high 20s is no, going to be a shirt. We're, we, we need to. But, uh, and I haven't smoked weed in like almost two months. Oh, so, nice. Like, Congrats, I, I sound. I think I'm getting dumber. I, need, I think I need to back on it. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like when we go to, when we decide we're going to have a party, we're going to have people over, we're going to do whatever, like it's. Eight to ten people. There's a good chance we get a little bit of Yahtzee going. We got we got our our designated games that we're gonna play, and it's kind of like everybody everybody knows around midnight to fuck off. Like it's bedtime. But like I think back to like going to parties when we were in like grade grade ten, grade eleven, and like for for you obviously you had a different perspective because you remember them all. But for me, it was all in my Facebook memories. That's the only thing that I remember oh, of the yeah. parties. And it's like, like the time that I threw up the monkey at Sarah's. Oh, That's what everybody said. And it was like, I, I guess I wore like a monkey for my Halloween costume <laughs> and it came off into the toilet. And I, and then I, from what I remembered was I threw up and then somebody gave me a ride home. But what actually happened was our friends decided to walk me around the whole party as like weekend with Bernie <laughs> and take get everybody to pose and take pictures with me and I'm wearing this like shitty uh like a- fake animal print vest from Value Village and I just look so bad. <laughs> but like that was most weekends and like I I just somehow decided that's how I wanted to drink was I I'm going to drink to excess every single time as fast <laughs> as possible. And now it's like if I have a six pack of beer, it's I'm good. Like I, I can chill yeah, with that. You're blessed. You're nice. Like if I and then I try to have a shot. Like uh, sometimes, like a uh, couple of our friends, they they like to drink hard bar still, and like they'll pour out a shot, and I'll I'll take a shot, and it kind of feels like this might be the end of my night. Just <laughs> just like I got, yeah, this will put me to bed. <laughs> I, I I got an upset tummy. Yeah, I got, I, I don't want to do this anymore. My mouth tastes icky. It's not even fun. 
That's so funny. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I've noticed that, you know, you know, when you're younger, you know, this is me just watching everybody else, because, like I said, I never drank. Yeah, um, like we said, there's perspective, <laughs> me and perspective on the outside. So, watching my friends drink uh, excessively in our uh, early 20s and late teens, um, I've noticed that their their cardio for it has gone down significantly. They used to go, like, every second night. Sometimes they would go back-to-back nights. Um, and, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, once in a while you got that one day weekend, we got three days. Yeah. Sometimes they got that weekend going camping and they go on a little bit of a bender and it it is what it is. Camping, Um, camping is not the same thing. Camping camping doesn't count as a bender. It's it's just being. (laughs) You're just being you. Okay, okay. Drink at 8 a.m. You got pancake, beer, beer pancake. Um, so... So, like, I watch all that stuff, and yeah, nowadays, yeah, you guys are pretty light on the, you know, oh, we drank last night, that's probably good for, like, the month. <laughs> yeah. Some of you guys are, yeah. are pretty soft. Some of you guys still go, but some I'll, of you guys are pretty I'll soft. drink heavy and be like, oh, well, I gotta get up at 6, 7 a.m. with the baby. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta make a real breakfast, not you just really, Eggos. You really don't have much, many days in the year that being blackout's okay. No. So, it's not, it's definitely gone down. Now, that being said, because I don't drink... When we were younger and we had the opportunities to go out and we wanted to go out all the time, I had all of the cardio because I never got drunk. So what am I – I'm not hungover. I'm not – oh, I did that last week. No excuse. I have no excuse. It's just you want to go out? Yeah, sure. I'm there. Like I would always go out. And so like my first year university was pretty tough. Like so I lived in a – I lived in a residence building that was like 13 stories and there was like 20 people on each floor. So like you can do the math. There was a lot of people there. And – I remember, like, Monday night, all the var- – like, I played on the football team at university, so all the varsity people and all the other teams, the girls' teams, guys' teams, we'd all go to this one bar on Mondays. They, like, half price pitchers or something, so we would all go out there, and it was kind of, like, yeah. our spot. And, like, being a part of this community, especially my first year being, like, new to this community, it was a really cool experience to be like, hey, like, this is our spot. Like, this is our community, and, you know, there's 65,000 students at this school. There's only, like, a couple hundred – uh, varsity athletes and this is like where we hang out so like yeah. it was it was a cool environment to the be a cool part kids. of <laughs> yeah the cool kids it was a really cool thing to be a part of so Monday nights I would be there every single chance I had but then Tuesday nights I'm like well Tuesdays whatever there's not really anything going on but because I lived in such a big residence and I talked to so many people I met this group of people that all these kids never had class on Wednesday so they would go out on Tuesday nights that yeah. was like their day off I'm like oh bless where are you guys going I'll come so we would go to the bar on Tuesdays and then, you know, they're drinking. I'm having wings. So, like, I'm chilling. I'm ready to go tomorrow. Well, I knew a different group of people that didn't have class on Thursday. So, they go out Wednesday. <laughs> back, back, <laughs> so, now back, Wednesday, back, back. I'm going out as well. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday was Thirsty Thursday. And that would be, like, one of those, like, promo nights that they would always advertise on all the, you know, bulletin boards across yeah. the school. Go to this club. There's this event going on. Whatever. To get people out Thursday night. And I'd be like, oh, that sounds like fun. So, I'd go there Thursday nights. Well, then Friday and Saturday, you know, there's always events on Fridays and Saturdays, especially in the city. Like, because yeah. I went to school in Toronto, there's, you know, clubs on every block and even in the weirdest suspect neighborhoods, they have a random clubs. So, like, there's always these event posters saying, yo, this theme party at this bar, whatever, yeah. this night. So, like, every Friday, Saturday night, there was always something going down. And so I figure out, you know, where all my friends were going and we would go there. Um, and then at the same time, there's also house parties because like I was on the football team, and you know, almost every weekend there was just some kind of house party or something that yeah. people had going on. So every Friday, Saturday night was spoken for, and then Sunday night was usually like kind of um, 
it's like industry night. So everybody that works at these bars that never gets to go out, they go out on Sunday nights. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll go out with them too. Well, now we're, if you've been keeping track, we're at the top of the week and it's Monday and I'm going back to the bar for half price pictures with my friends. I've gone out seven days a week. And the only thing that happened is I just didn't wake up early. So all my classes, I learned real quick when I was in first year, every class I scheduled from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., I missed it every day. And if I didn't just straight up miss the class, me missing the class was the courteous me. The not so courteous me would drag myself out of bed, go to class and because I'm a dumbass, I wear my bright red colors to represent like my teeth. Yeah, and stuff. Your, your red and white sweats. We've seen them. We've I seen would, the jumpsuits. I would wear those and sit, you know, right in the middle, wherever <laughs> I could sit, and I would just start fucking snoring in class. Fucking man spreading. Yeah, like I would just snoring. be all over the seat, just fucking snoring. Like it was so <laughs> bad. And the thing was, is like, you know, the first couple of times, it didn't even occur to me that I was doing this, how obnoxious <laughs> it was. It did not occur to me in the slightest. I was just like, whatever. I'm here. I went to class. I'm a football player. I was, asleep, I was asleep the whole time. and But then I got to a point where, like, people would, like, stare at me and shit because I'm always fucking snoring. <laughs> and it's like, dude, just go fucking home. Like, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> the stare is saving. Just go fucking... If, if you're not going to be awake, just go back to bed, dude. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. all these people paid for this class. And I'm like, oh, I paid too. But, like, I'm just coming here to sleep more. I'm not even paying attention. Paying so, now. eventually I just stopped going to the class. Because I was like, honestly, it's just not a good idea. And I don't think I... <laughs> it's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not really good for me as a person. Like, I'm not really yeah. in that space. I don't, and at this point, I'm not really mature enough to, like, stop my, like, social schedule to go to school properly. Yeah. So, like, my whole first semester of university... That first semester was a complete write-off. It's like it never happened. Yeah. And I actually ended up writing the uh, department a big letter about how I got caught up in a lifestyle I didn't understand <laughs> to fill this empty void of companionship, of moving across the country. I, it was Beat so... Beat Yeah. Beat <laughs> it was really hammed up, but it was just to get a couple grades yeah. taken off my transcripts. It's like, I passed all my classes, but my GPA on a couple classes was super low. Like, yeah. I think first semester, I had a couple Bs in some classes, and I got like three D's because I just like I barely got by yeah. I, I didn't go to class like what do you expect I just wasn't there so like it was just a bad I, did, I freehanded yeah, this it was, entire course it was me showing up for these exams and passing finals and thinking man how did I do that one because like, <laughs> I was not ready for this test pull a rabbit out of that yeah I got like I said I got lucky often but yeah then I so I write this letter to just get all these yeah. classes taken off so it all worked out I never had these bad grades on my transcript yeah. but that's, that whole first year that's the year, good thing about school they really teach you lifelong <laughs> lessons that is <laughs> If you, don't, if you don't do the work and you don't help but you ask nicely, you can get whatever you want. Yeah, if you're upset with what you you know what happened and how you treated the money you spent, just go talk to the manager. <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> simple, right? <laughs> like, whatever. So anyways, the they, Ken. Yeah, they took it off the bill. and uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, so my whole first year of university, you know what, actually, it was just the first semester. Second semester, I got better, and those are, you know that's where I got my B's. Um, but the first <laughs> semester was basically a write-off, kind well, of a waste of time. You, that first, that first year though, you took those, you took those shit like really hard courses. Well, yeah, because like, you were trying to like, well, yeah, you were trying to prove to your moms <laughs> that they they were actually paying for something. Proved to my moms. I I think yeah, I, w- I was still in physics and stuff, so I was taking physics in university, but. Um, yeah, taking a day off. But of I mean, physics I, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was definitely not a good idea. Um, definitely not a good example of how to be a good student, but, uh, 
you know what? We we got past it. We learned. And, I uh, had a lot of friends, and that's what really counts. <laughs> yeah, first year was like, pretty lit. Low-key, low those people stopped talking to you when you went back to class because they're like, fuck, we lost our DD. <laughs> he fucking figured <laughs> it out. I didn't have a car. We didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody must have had a car. Buddy, oh, no, we, I guess we had a, Uber. We had Uber yeah, the whole had... time I was out there. Man, sometimes I would Uber to class if it was raining too hard. <laughs> like, fuck. I Ubered everywhere, bro. <laughs> Like, people are just getting Uber in this area nowadays, but, like, no, when Uber, I had... Oh, man, because you had Uber, and then then you came back, and then you then we had skipped the dishes, and you just transferred your fucking <laughs> funds from your Uber account to just skip the dishes. Oh, man, man, yeah, I, uh... I if you're trying to say I'm lazy, I understand your argument, I'm not going to refute it. But... I'm, not, I'm not even saying you're lazy, I'm just saying you figured out that system, and you beat it again. You beat the system of cooking. You, you beat the system of cooking. Is it beating there's the system? No, there's no oppression anymore. Nobody has to cook. Skip the dishes, we'll drop it off. Is Women it really stay you? home. Men stay home, just get skip the dishes. Is it really uh, beating the system, or is it just being a lazy glutton? Yeah, be, beating the system, beating the shit out of your body, same thing, right? <laughs> you don't have to walk or cook, it's perfect. Um... But yeah, like Uber was pretty serious. Yeah, I took an Uber, I took an Uber once. Yeah, once we were uh, we were on the honeymoon and we were in uh, California and we were going to uh, the the Angels game because we we went to we went to Disneyland for the two days and it was nice, whatever. So then then I don't remember what it, we were googling uh, baseball games. We were thinking about going and we look and it was like sixteen bucks for uh, per ticket for two like really good spots and we're like. What the fuck? 16 bucks? I'm saying, like, Canucks game, you're looking at 100, I don't know, now, maybe. I don't know how good they are now. <laughs> well, well, baseball good, sucks, but... so I understand that it's cheap. Continue. Yeah, it's it's a very boring game to watch. <laughs> but it was like, I've never been to a baseball game. Brittany really likes baseball. Let's let's do it. So we stayed an extra night, got a hotel a little bit of ways away. And then we're, we're like, okay, we're pretty much ready. Like, we, just, we got our clothes ready. Let's call the Uber, and, like, when it gets here, we'll head out. Thinking it's like a taxi. So we call the Uber, then go grab our drinks, I open them up, and then we get a notification, Uber's here. And we're like, what the fuck? How is it here that fast? Sick. So then we we just finish our drinks, she grabs whatever, we get out to the car, and the dude's like, you had 10 seconds and I was leaving. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? What, what do you mean <laughs> 10 seconds I'm leaving? I'm How like, dare I you just called me. you. And, and then he's like, he's just being a total prick. And I'm like, dude, like, what do you mean you're going to leave? It, like, I called you for a ride. He's like, you have five minutes to get here. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, have you never used Uber? And this is where the conversation got so much more peaceful. Because I'm like, no, I've never used Uber. Like, isn't it like a cab? Because I'm dumbass. I thought it was just, you call a cab, <laughs> they show up, you get picked up, you take your spot. He's like, okay, so for future reference, if you wait over five minutes after somebody's arrived and notified you... Then you get automatically charged the minimum amount, and that person leaves, and you have to reorder one because your card's on there, and our time is valuable. I'm like, oh, so that's why you're pissed off by the four fifty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could have picked somebody else up already. Okay, I see you. And then, uh, and he's like, and so you know, when we take our take the trip to wherever, whatever direction I go, whatever speed I go, it's not the same as a cab where it's gonna go like mm -hmm. I'm gonna take the side roads. It's just one flat rate, so you can just kind of chill out and have your ride, not worry where I'm going. I'm like, 
How the fuck do we have cabs? Why are cabs still a thing if this is possible? Like, cabs are the biggest ripoff. They have to rent their own fucking cab every night. Most of them are douchebags, and there's no way to rate them. Like, Uber makes way more fucking sense, except for the fact that they got no benefits, they don't get treated properly, they don't really get paid by the company, and all, yeah, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those other little things that might come into effect. But, like, it seems so much nicer, and it was way more enjoyable. And then we get we finish the game, and we, we call an Uber, and we go out to the parking lot, and there's an Uber setup, like a whole, like, parking lot of just Ubers all parked yeah. and you just have your, your your number and you get in the car and you leave. Yeah. I was like, if I were to leave a Canucks game and I needed a cab, it's I cancer. could just walk home. Like, yeah. I, like I, <laughs> I'm about a does. seven hour walk from home and it would probably be more enjoyable than waiting <laughs> for that cab. Like, it, it's... Yeah. It's crazy. Uber I ne- I way never, better. I never took Uber in uh, California, but I, when Uber in Toronto, it did charge similar to the way like cabs charge, like time, distance, and like uh, kilometers. The pro or the thing was like the difference was like it was so much cheaper than a cab was. Yeah. So I agree. For me, I was like, well, if I have this and I get to see how far along they are when they're like coming towards me, like oh they're five minutes away, oh they're at this light or whatever, like I could see that. I don't know about you guys, but like cabs in our area, even cabs when I was in Toronto, they don't have that. So I'm like, why the hell would I ever want to take a taxi ever again? Yeah, cabs are bullshit. I was like, yeah, this is this is literally never I'll, like the never take a taxi anywhere ever again. Only good thing about taxis is that in my neighborhood, a lot of times, depending on what kind of uh, phone or debit machine you have, it stops working. So I've had numerous cabs where they get here and oh my mach- like I, I'm like I only have cards. <laughs> I didn't they, bring cabs. Reception's not that nice <laughs> and out it, here. <laughs> it, sometimes it'll just disconnect and they're like okay well whatever and like and most of the time at that like I don't take cabs anymore because I'm not a child. I just fucking drive myself like an adult. But back in the day, by the time I'm cabbing home, it's like two three o'clock in the morning. We can't just go across the street, go to the ATM, get money out. We can't do any of that. What's he gonna do? Drive me back to where I was? No, I just he's like it is it is what it is. We have no money. <laughs> you, you, you can't get paid. I'm sorry, sir. That's the only time cab was better than Uber. That's hilarious. That's and yet again, shitty for the guy. The Uber driver would have got paid. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, now they have like Uber in Vancouver and stuff. It's it's real it's nice. Starting, yeah. I, it, uh... Well, that's the thing about this area. We don't we don't even have skip the dishes. We don't even get fucking pizza delivery. We we can we're right when you pass the roundabout, it counts as a district of Kent and no longer a district of Chilliwack. So basically everybody says fuck you if you want it at the Wildcat, we you can order it here and you can fucking walk your ass over and bring it back. But <laughs> we're not going to your house unless we can only order from Domino's or uh, some other bullshit pizza place in Agassiz. Mm-hmm. Nowhere else delivers here. Yeah. It's bullshit. I've signed we every like, petition. <laughs> every single petition I find There's on a skip, the dishes. skip the Dishes, you put in your address, it's like, oh, there isn't anybody there. So if you want to sign the petition to try and get somebody, I've signed up for fucking Skip the Dishes a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> somebody get me my goddamn food. Like, That's once so in a while, I want some Chinese. <laughs> That's so and funny. I can't get it. Yeah, it's just like you're, you're in farm country out here. There's like nobody out here. There's everybody out here. Versus like the, the rest of the city? No, Not even close. No, all of the money in Chilliwack 
yeah. in Rosedale. Yeah, all we the... have all the fucking money and you're not going to bring us food? <laughs> yeah, That's I... the whole point of gaining money. So that other people have to get you shit. Yeah, but just... That's be... it. That's <laughs> the only reason people yeah. get money. For free perks. <laughs> but yeah, you guys have more money because you're all the rich people living in the farm areas. But if you consider how many people are in town that are ordering more often, it's more per household. So there's more money. Yeah, but it doesn't matter bullshit. if all the rich kids can't order. It's bullshit. I mean, sucks to suck, huh? Yeah. I don't just tell you. I understand that oh they're going to make God, less money. Oh my God, we live in a wealthy area and we don't have the luxuries <laughs> of skip the dishes. Oh my God, Yeah, sympathy, all these please. poor people get all the benefits. <laughs> please. It's bullshit. Please give me sympathy can, and agree with me. No one gives a fuck, Kyle. Well, like, I'm, I'm bitching about like the one time a week that I don't have a home-cooked meal. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. So many things. I have to drive 20 minutes into town, wait in line... Order my food, then drive it back. I want it's you to consider bullshit. how first world, petty, first class citizen this is. No, I'm like, the pettiest. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like, I'm middle class asshole. There's so many issues in this world and Kyle's pissed because he lives in a wealthy farm neighborhood that doesn't, uh, it's too far out of town so they don't have all the luxuries uh, of delivery. Everybody uh, has issues. <laughs> Stop trying to say I'm a privileged guy. So I relatable, Kyle. Too. So relatable. <laughs> I went to Costco yesterday so I don't, I don't need to skip the dishes for like a month. Do they have do they have samples yet or is that just like not? Uh, I don't think so. They they normally only do them on Saturdays. That's when their main. Are they doing them out. on Saturdays? Or I, they... I I don't go on weekends anymore because <laughs> like there's so many people in there. Even just going like on yesterday because well, like COVID happened, they haven't had any. Yeah, uh, yeah. I assume that they don't have them for COVID. Like realistically, if you were like, what is somebody else gonna touch that meat first? No, you you're trusting some lunch lady to touch touch the food and then you're gonna eat it but now that there's covid now the lunch lady's healthier like it's still gonna be just as disgusting <laughs> like your odds are of getting sick are at the exact same rate it's just because covid they have a good excuse to be actually clean yeah who knows maybe i think that's the that, that's probably the only real good thing that's coming out of like the covid restrictions and everything is that motherfuckers aren't shitting and walking out of the bathroom they're washing their hands after just in case. <laughs> right. Like we finally People have finally wash their hands. This is the this is the first time in humanity it would be good to have a handshake with people. Oh. And it's the only time that we can't. <laughs> it's crazy. Guys are here grabbing their junk, not washing their hands every day. Yeah, there's like once a month that you wash your hands and that most people are like, Well, I showered yesterday. I like my hands were in the water. I had to fucking drink water. It slipped on there. I don't, yeah, I haven't touched you know three thousand things since yesterday. But uh, <laughs> yeah, clean. Blow your hands. <laughs> Jeez, that's hilarious. Um, oh yeah, there was uh, so something happened at work this week that I had to I had to bring up because it was it was honestly it was probably one of the best memories I've had in the workplace in a long time. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. For those of you that don't know, I grew up with a musical mother, which means, you know, I was around, you know, trying to break out in the scene when she was, when I was a wee little lad and she was putting out her, uh, her albums and wee stuff. Wee little lad. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I'm sorry. It just, it just struck me weird. I'm, I don't think Kyle, I've ever heard you I'm, say wee little lad. I'm a storyteller and sometimes I need to use big words. Oh, I see you're getting an accent. I don't know how to do accent. <laughs> this guy's an accent. Okay, anyways, let me get my fucking going. story, Kyle. 
So when I was a kid growing up around music, I know what it's like to try and be, you know, see people with their up and coming bands trying to make it. I know what that's like. I've seen it my whole life. Um, now I met this dude and I'm going to give him a shout, uh, a shout out. You got, you guys can follow this guy on uh, Instagram. Um, he's an up and coming rapper from uh, BC area. His name's Kilroy, K-I-L-R-O-Y-N-G-M is his Instagram. So I met this guy at this bar. He comes. I gotta to... ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Because I've never heard you endorse any kind of rap in my entire life. Is this a real endorsement or was that a bullshit no, endorsement? This is a real endorsement. Okay. Because. Okay. Here's the thing. I met this guy at this bar and I didn't know who he was. He's just some dude. And we start to talking and he's actually a really good guy. He's a complete homie. We hit it off right away. Absolute homie. Um, and we had, you know, I was working. He was chilling, but you know every. Any chance we had to talk, like we had a good time. Like he's a yeah. good guy. I've seen you work. You had a lot of chances. <laughs> <laughs> this but, uh, dude was talking. <laughs> he's he's a really good guy. Now, he told me he's an up and coming rapper, and he's got like all these things. You know, he's working on his shit, trying to get his stuff out, and he's like pretty low key. Like he doesn't really have anything. You're not gonna find him on Spotify yet. He's on Instagram. He had like a couple old YouTube videos of some of his early stuff. And he told me like his new stuff isn't even up yet. Like he's still working on stuff. And I'm like, okay, so like this guy's pretty, he's still really up and coming. He doesn't yeah. even really have much for you to consume. Yeah, yet. brand new. Um, now, the thing is, is like I've had people tell me they're rappers before, and I'm not even overly a rap fan. But I listen to you, you rap music. You made fun of me so much when I bought that Little Wayne CD back. <laughs> yeah, in the but day. I, I'm also a troll. I made fun of a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things that I've consumed. Remember when I went off about Game of Thrones being the worst show ever for years and I never watched it? Yeah, your boys finished the entire series. I liked it. But Yeah, yeah. once you see Daenerys, one of the <laughs> relax, yo. Anyways, so I I don't really care about rap, don't really listen to it much, but I actually listen to it pretty much every night because at late night in the restaurant, that's pretty much all they play is, yeah. is uh, you know, top fifty rap, whatever. And so I hear a lot of it and you know, I'm not mad at it. I I maybe not it's my go to every time, but like I can respect the art form. Now, most people I've met in my life that told me they're up and coming rappers, most of their stuff is garbage. And do you know what? To to this example, this guy could have sucked. For all I know, he could have yeah. been like I didn't really know this guy. You know, he could have been ass. But I'm telling the story because he actually wasn't. And so yeah. basically what happened was um so he had been hitting on one of my servers like the whole night basically that was classic that, that was his probably classic rapper move yeah <laughs> so, up and coming and so give me a honey. he had totally like, we had been talking about it. we exchanged instagrams or whatever and and so he was literally in the middle of talking to one of the servers and he's like I can hear him like putting on his moves whatever his chatter up and um I found him on YouTube and I was like, I had listened to like it briefly on my phone because I had this idea. I was like, what if I just started playing his music in the restaurant? It was pretty much closed. Like we close at one, we kick every, or we turn off the music at one thirty. It's like one twenty-five. It's like, I got two songs left in the, in the bucket. Like yeah. I, I kind of, at this point I'm like, what's, what's the harm, right? If I just like go off playlist and whatever and just pull up this guy's stuff. And so I find this guy on YouTube and I put on the first track I see and it was funny because like I kind of like I'm peeking around the corner and like looking at him and you see it like as soon as like the beat hits for a second you see it like he like turns his head slightly as he, as he keeps talking and you can tell that he's registered that yeah, like wait going on. that that's my beat and then as it keeps going he completely stops talking he's like yo that's my song and this guy's just like 
I don't know if this was the first time he's ever heard his music played in a public place in front of yeah. place in front of a bunch of people. It very well could have been, you know, one, two, maybe the third time, but it was clearly something that was, you know, still monumental. Really important that as soon as he realized his song was getting blasted on these big speakers in front of everybody, this guy lost it, man. It was so awesome. And just because like I know what it's like to see someone like that excited about their yeah. music, I could just see the actual like this guy was so hyped up. And so he immediately like stops the conversation with this girl. He's like, Yo, it's my fucking song, bro. And he runs over to this other table. There's like six people drinking. And he's like, Yo, it's my fucking song. And these people are like, What? Like <laughs> they've A never heard this song before. And B, they're like Who's this? Yeah, who <laughs> like is? this guy. And so they just keep like, they're looking at him, but he just starts basically rapping the song and he's just like this little mini performance right in front of everybody. And then he ends up like jumping up on this one table and like, yo bro, you gotta get down. <laughs> like, like he's so hyped and so jokes, but like, obviously you can't be on these fucking tables. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, he was so hyped up. It was just, I don't know. It was, it was kind of heartwarming in that sense. Cause like you just, this guy was so jacked. And so later that night, I like saw like on his Instagram story, he was like sitting like in his cab and he was like on his way home and it's like dark and you really can only just see his face. He's like, yo man, I just left this restaurant. Yo, shout out to Dustin. These guys played my music. This place fucking rocks. Like he was just, he was so jacked up that that's how yeah. his night ended that he went home and he was still thinking about it, made a story. I just thought it was so awesome. I was like, man, I made this guy's fucking week. I made my fucking night. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is just so that cool. Could be, like, if that was the first time that's been in a public place, like, that could that could be a forever memory. Right. That you just created in a guy's right? head. And that's the thing, though. His music, actually, those couple songs I played, they were good. And the yeah. thing was, is they fit the playlist and the vibe of the restaurant so perfect. And, like, because I have, like, a pretty decent hand in the, what music gets played there, I was like, dude, like, your stuff's on YouTube. You're saying this is your old stuff? If you, I told this guy, if you can get this stuff on Apple Music so that I can put it into the playlist, my boss is pretty open to my suggestions if I like something for the nighttime, like, late night stuff because yeah. he's more of an older guy. So he just, like, kind of takes our, takes our word for it, what's popular with yeah. the younger people. Um and I love blasting local artists. Like if I, you know, if there's guys from like Vancouver Island, Victoria, um, or even just Vancouver, like the area, if there's anybody local artists that like I actually like, I'm going to try and get them on the playlist, you know, to keep pumping their stuff. Yeah. Um, and this guy's a local. I was like, yo, like this stuff was actually pretty good. I don't know if his new stuff's going to be good. I hope so. He seems talented. This stuff seemed pretty good. I put it I put it uh, on the speakers and it actually sounded really clean and it fit our vibe. And I was like, if this was on Apple Music, I would get this on the playlist and I would play this guy's shit every night. Yeah. And he would have like at least his first place. Uh, I'm assuming it's his first place that he could just have like he was saying that he's going to try and have meetings with certain like restaurants to get on playlists and stuff. Yeah. I was like, dude, you don't even have to. Just get your stuff on Apple Music and I can, like, help you out. Just to, yeah. just to like, extend a hand to a young up this, this is your meeting. Yeah. And I was like, this guy was a homie. He was an absolute homie. It was... His music sounded good. I was like, yeah. yo, I'm excited to see where this guy takes it. So, um, yeah. if anyone yeah. wants to check him out, like, yeah, he's all, like... That's his, that was his Instagram handle, but he's got a link to his YouTube. There's a couple songs on there. Really up and coming, but he's a good guy. Definitely uh, excited for him to see, you know, where he takes it. 
Um, seems like he's got his good head on his shoulders, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that happened this week, and I was like, man, I gotta talk about this. It's yeah. got me fired up. I was like, yo, that's unreal. That's unreal. <laughs> it was just so jokes. He's literally in the middle middle of hitting on this girl. And the best part <laughs> was, I'm pretty sure she has, she has a boyfriend, so like he was doing that, you know, like you know, well, well, if it doesn't work out, like hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> like he was doing yeah. that stuff. <laughs> just like just like, I could take you right? out. Like, you just kind of dating there and seeing each other a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I could take you out. Be a good date. Yeah, so definitely uh, interesting. Um, now, Kyle, you had uh, some thoughts you wanted to share on this week in the NBA. Oh, okay. So I have all of the thoughts, like every one of them. <laughs> Kyle's so, head's exploding. So much. This week has been unreal. So start off right with today with like brand new breaking news uh, as of a couple hours ago. Steve Nash got. Got signed four year mm-hmm. four year deal as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Now, did he deserve the job, Kyle? Everybody is saying he skipped the line. He did this. He did that. Because he has no experience at any level, except for being one of, if not the best basketball mind as a point guard in the entire. He changed the NBA. And he's unproven he is, as a coach. He is no. He coached the team. That's what like who who was their coach? Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> What the fuck does he Mike coach like, the team? That's what he is. As a point guard, same as a quarterback. It, the team goes where you go. If if you're a shit, if you're a shit quarterback, nobody's gonna give a fuck what you say. If you're a shit point guard, you're not. These other guys aren't gonna play their roles. The Phoenix Suns, like we talked about on the on the your draft, the Phoenix Suns were a bad team without Steve Nash. You take him out of the mix, they aren't a good team. You put him in it, they're potential champions. Okay, That's his basketball mind because he can change the game. And I understand what you're saying, but he's also been... He's been behind the scenes. It's not like he retired and went and like sat on his ass. Yeah, he's been behind he's, the scenes on his been, daughter's TikTok. That's what he's been up to. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's been working with Golden State Warriors. Okay. He's been working with Steve Kerr like as a, as a one-on-one and a, as a team base. He's been working with the different guys. He's not just kind of gone gone with the wind and now he's just hey do you want to sign me as a coach and they're like oh yeah sure no he's been a part of everything and then the thing is the star players i think it was it was either KD or Kyrie wanted him as the head coach so now basketball is different than all these other sports because basketball players if you are great you could win a championship you and one other pl- person if you are the two best people on the team if you throw a random amount of people, other than Philadelphia, because obviously Ben Simmons <laughs> and Joel Embiid can't do it, but generally you can throw a decent amount of people around you that are half as good, quarter as good, aren't really that big of a playmaker, and you have a chance because you can be so good as one person in the sport. So now you have the two two stars that just signed with you, chose Brooklyn over everywhere, and they one of them says, I want Steve Nash as my head coach. Now you as a general manager get to decide, is it worth it to hire somebody else that you think might be able to get the job, like he he might be good, he might be this, he might be that, or do I listen to the star player, do I sign a coach that, like most people would look at Steve Nash and be like, yes, he's got a basketball line, he's going to understand what he's doing, he's going to blah, blah, blah. And now do I also have a scapegoat on the fact that my hands are tied, KD (laughs) asked for him. 
Like, what am I supposed to do? Now you have a scapegoat if it goes wrong. If it goes right, it was all your idea. You had to sign the, the numbers. Now, is is that is that 100% how it happened? Like, KD was like, I want Steve Nash to be the head coach. And they're like, okay. And they signed him a couple days later? There's no way to say 100%. Okay. But it's it's a... Because they're not going to out and go be like, yeah, I'm the reason the coach got hired. They're, they're talking to each other, but there's different, different reporters have announced it. I don't think Waj did. Because... I understand that there's other coaches out there that are on the market still looking for a gig that have championship resumes. Who? Lou? Lou? Was it Tyron Lou or whatever? What's that coach's name? Okay. Tyron Lou, ex-NBA player. He, what was his championship? Didn't he win a championship? With LeBron James? <laughs> did, did, they have KD in real did, life. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. So if Steve Nash wins it, it's not because he's the best coach. But Tyron Lue didn't didn't so, win the championship because he was the best coach. He won the best. Team. Yeah, but he's coached a championship yes. team, so he knows what it takes. Yes, he he knows what it takes. He's a championship that, on his resume, yeah. but you think Steve Nash is a better choice? I don't think he's a better choice. I don't think either of them are different. I think it's you go if if I were to say, do you want Tyron Lue? Or do you want Steve Nash? But if you choose Tyron Lue, <laughs> Kevin Durant's going to be mad at you. Oh, now, now who do you take? Do you take the guy that you think might be better or has proven to be at least decent enough to win a championship with LeBron? Or do you take a guy that you're you're going to basically put – give him the keys. Let him – you have somebody that's unproven but is hungry to prove themselves, uh, has always been a high work ethic guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to take the game. He's – an X's and O's kind of coach, but he's also a player coach that has the respect of the locker room already immediately the second he walks in the door. Tyron Lue's biggest accomplishment in the NBA is getting stepped over by Allen Iverson after he had a big <laughs> shot. That, that is so lasting. savage, but it's so the true. Worst, the worst thing is memes. because That's the that's, only thing I know about his no. NBA career as a player. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all it. anybody knows. So and getting stepped over by Allen Iverson. And all the people that are in the NBA right now never watched him play. They only watched that highlight. That's the only thing they know of him, and he's a coach. That's it. So, oh, man. So now you get to choose those two. Now, if people were reporting that uh, Greg Popovich was on the market and would potentially go to Brooklyn. Now, if that was a possibility and they chose Steve Nash over that, <laughs> that's I hear tough. you. I hear you. That's tough, tough, tough. Huff. Is but, it Tim Duncan coaching out there? Right yeah, now? he's a. I think he's the assistant coach for Spurs. But so yeah, so Steve Nash signs with Brooklyn. Now a bunch of game sevens just happened. So uh, I don't know if you watched at all or paid attention, but uh, there was the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. So these two teams are they're, they're weird teams because they they're the perfect first round because they're kind of. They're they're not the same team, but they're basically the same level. Like they play completely different styles, but they're the same level of team. Mm-hmm. So point guard for Denver is Jamal Murray, Canadian guy. He went off. I saw. He he I went. See that. I think 50, 43, 50, and then in the final game, I think he only had twenty something. Like what a fucking pedestrian. <laughs> but pedestrian. Then, and then uh, on the other side is Donovan Mitchell, which was he was putting up the same numbers. And they went to Game Seven. It was, it was an it was an awesome game. But the big one was the the comeback because Utah was up three one, and Denver fought back, came back, won the series four three. Obviously, 
in seven. So that it was a it was a cool series. The the thing about Denver is that their best player is Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. He looks like at all times if you ever see a picture of him, he looks like a stereotypical like Russian guy that just got out of the bar after a big fight <laughs> at all times. His eyes are always sagging. He's got he's got like the the soggy he's, brown spots so underneath. He's really he, good looking. He might have like me. a like a sty in his eye. He's he's just an ugly dude. He's very he's handsome slow, man. Slow. Probably one of the least athletic people in the NBA. But he puts up point. He gets unreal buckets. He can score from anywhere. He's got unreal vision, and he's just he's. He's as if you created a character on 2K, but didn't care about athletics. That was, that was the only <laughs> thing you didn't have. Everything else you can do, but he just can't jump. But <laughs> but Denver's going on in the second round. They're playing Clippers, which is going to be a tough task. But also, having Jokic as a center, Clippers have nobody as a center that's going to be guarding him. They they have they have like Avakas Zubac and then Montrezl Harrell, but they aren't mate they aren't one-on-one defenders mm-hmm. they can't keep up with like his style of play but they've also got paul george and Kawhi leonard so that's a big game changer yeah but then uh the other game seven which was last night was houston and okc mm-hmm. my boy chris paul almost did it and then <laughs> it was terrible it was it was a really good game harden played bad which is supposed to mean that you win but Russell Westbrook's there, and everybody kind of dismisses him as the second fiddle. But he's been that guy forever. He's <laughs> he's always the second that the second that Kevin Durant had a bad game, he misses two shots in a row. Okay, you don't get the ball anymore. I'm playing my game for the rest of the game. James Harden misses two shots. Okay, I'm playing. If I make all if I make all my shots, we win for sure. If I play half ass good, we we're losing. So I'm just gonna take it balls to the wall. And that's what he did. He took he he played the game strong. They have they played analytics. Obviously, they're only three pointers or layups. That's it. They don't shoot mid range. All that shit. But the end of the game, it's the most talked about part. The oh, it's even before. So they have it. They have an inbound play of one point one seconds. There's they have they set their play up everything. There's Stephen Adams, big center. Yep. He's basically like. By himself by the rim, there's PJ Tucker with his back to the ball, couple couple feet away, kind of hands out, but he's not looking at the ball, so the lob is there for it, and they they inbound it, and instead of doing the lob, Shea Gilders Alexander, I think he's a second year, he's this is it's one second left, this is game seven, coach drew up a play, Chris Paul is supposed to get it here, blah blah blah, so he's watching only for the play. So then they end up calling a timeout because the play didn't work out. They couldn't get it inbounded. Call a timeout, regroup, they do it again. Exact same scenario. Steven Adams is by himself in the middle. P.J. Tucker is on the wrong side of the hoop. At elementary, you get taught, you always stay between your man and the hoop. He's on the wrong side. You throw a lob. There's one second, you get the bucket, you, you go to overtime. Yet again, they run the play and end up Steven Adams... Yet again, veteran presence, he should have known to go to the hoop. But instead, he runs to the ball, gets the ball thrown to him, it's whatever, jumbled up, they lose. Because he catches the ball at the three-point line, who gives a fuck? He's not shooting it, he's not making it. And they, they lose. But it was just... Be, but jumbled before that, mess. right before that, James Harden made a huge block. 
but it the 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 rookie just got ahead of himself. So uh Gilgis Alexander again crosses through the middle, makes a pass to the top of the left left uh three point line. Dude catches it and you see James Harden busting ass. He throws a little pump fake, James Harden's gone. You've right? got two two point three seconds or something left. After after he would have uh no, he had I think there was like six seconds left or some shit. He throws a pump fake. You know he's jumping. This is his entire career is on the line. He's had a shit game. He needs to make up for it. He's gonna jump every time. You throw that pump fake, you've got thirty points. You know if you get the shot off there's a good good goddamn chance it's going in. But instead he rises up, gets blocked by James fucking Harden. Yeah, I saw it. And then <laughs> With then the ball is up in the air and like he technically touched the ground beforehand so when he jumped he was already out of bounds but he jumps grabs it and tries to throw it at James Harden he's still got two seconds left like he he was already out of bounds beforehand but if he wasn't he caught that he could have passed it to somebody he could have stopped like I don't I don't I think he might have been a little off balance so he might not have been able to shoot himself but he could have caught it. And made made a pass, made a made a play somewhere else. Instead, just tries to throw it at him as if that's gonna help him. Because if he throws it at James Harden, it's coming back. Like it's not like it's it's not like you throw it and it's gonna go out of bounds. Times gonna go down. You're gonna waste even more time throwing it at him. So it, it was just rookie in a second year made terrible decisions at the end. Cost mm-hmm. Chris Paul his chance the second round, which fair enough because they would have been. Fucking destroyed by the Lakers. It would have been a <laughs> fucking bloodbath. Oh no! But, but then uh, I saw those clips all on Instagram last yeah. night. I was laughing. I it, was, know. it was. It was bad. Chris Paul can't do it. That's tough. Yeah, Chris Paul can't do it. <laughs> Jeez. James Harden brings in Russell Westbrook. But, Jeez. Uh, but uh, so, so then the East playoffs they start early, which is the weirdest thing. They they've got two games already done before. They're gonna have like most of them will have three games before the West the even game. starts, but uh, I'm surprised. So I, I thought I I knew Miami Miami's a bunch of dogs. They got they got shooting, what they got serious? defense, they got blah blah blah, but like, Bucks have been I basically since they've been in the bubble they have stepped back. But for the last like two years they've been defensive hounds. And they've had like an awesome offense. They've been great team, very well rounded team. Miami doesn't give a fuck. They don't care give what you, who right you've now. been, what you can do, who you've seen. If you enjoy them, they don't care. They're gonna come and bust your ass. They're the only team. They they don't. They haven't missed a single practice slot that they've had. They've used every minute of the three hours to practice. They Jimmy Butler said he. He, because everybody was, uh, all the players were allowed to have their families back now. Butler said to his family, "No, no, no! This is a business trip. I'm taking care of business. You guys sit the fuck back down. You're not coming here. Watch me on TV. Come be a virtual fan. I'm doing business here. I don't need a distraction. I need a fucking championship. I need to prove who the fuck I am. And he's out there doing it. I respect that. And and he's he's somebody that Chicago." They have they had him after like with Derrick Rose, but then after Derrick Rose went down and the whole team started going to shambles, they decided he wasn't somebody you can build around. Okay, so he gets sent to Minnesota, and now Minnesota has Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, and 
Jimmy Butler comes in and they think, well, like we're good players, so we're all get along. And he's like, but you're not fucking working. You're a bunch of kids. You're just showing up every day, relying on how good your name is. Yeah. And you ain't doing shit. And he calls out every single person on the entire organization <laughs> from the top down. If you if you think about like their like their routes to where they got to, like think of like I I had recently uh, done some research on Jimmy Butler's career, so like seeing like how long of a road it took for him to get to the NBA yeah. and like how many times this guy's been doubted and put on the back burners as like a fifth, sixth option, like yeah. something that no one cared about and he's busted his ass to get here. And then you think of like what Wiggins and Towns, where they both first round picks, like, yeah. like he, Wait, he looks at them first as, overall pick. Yeah. He, he looks at those guys. He's like, you guys don't work hard. You're just big names. Cause you, you guys had everything given to you. You were highly recruited out of high school your top round pick in the NBA, like you've been given everything, and yeah, you're talented, but you don't work for it. Yeah. This guy's been given absolutely nothing. Shit school, shit draft pick, homeless, homeless, having to live with his coach, straight up homeless, and this guy busted his ass every day to get to where he is. I got a lot of respect for Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. Jimmy Buckets, he's he's honestly he's one of my top 2K guys too. He's one of my top players on 2K. Uh, he's, <laughs> I enjoy playing with him, but uh, yeah, he's. He's a dog. But then the other one, fucking Celtics and Raptors. <laughs> God damn. I, I I knew Celtics, like Jason Tatum, he's he's taking it to a new level. Because he's, he's, a, he's a young guy. He's showing up. He's doing good things. But this year, he's, he's different. Like, he's... There's, I actually saw a highlight tape where, you know, the, there's the Kobe and Jordan where, like... Every time Jordan did a spin to do this, Kobe's done the exact same move, blah, blah, blah. There's one of Jason Tatum and Kobe. He, he, he was his favorite player, and he studied his game. He, he practiced the exact same things that he does, and it's, it's fucking coming out. Like, he's, he's playing like Kobe. Damn. That's the highest praise anybody can give somebody. Is you're playing like Kobe in your, I think his third or fourth year, and he's taking the Celtics team. He... He's changed my mind because I thought Raptors. I thought it was gonna be close, but I thought Raptors depth and they they have all these guys. But Jason Tatum's the X factor. He's how good can he be? He's he's a he's a Luca. He's a he's a LeBron. He's a, a Kawhi. He's he's a guy that if you have a good team and you put him there, he's going to finish it. He's I he's the real deal. Nice. That's uh that kind of fires me up because it's like it's kind of cool seeing guys break the mold like that and get their name to be oh yeah make their star rise like that I, I really yeah. like that. right now is the the basketball is in such good hands because the young players are so fucking unreal because like the last ten years like we I constantly say AAU and all that they're they're basically starting to play competitive against next next level NBA players at ten years old. Like, in eight years, most of the players that are in these leagues are going to be in the NBA. Like, uh, there's a famous photo, Trey Young. His entire AAU team got... Uh, has. Uh, there's a photo of them, and then the next photo of all the teams that... They, they were... The entire team is in the NBA. Jeez. That's that's what the... Most teams are doing this now. Jeez. So, they're, they're learning from... By the time they're 15, they can play competitively against anybody. They're, by the time they're going into... Like, cause it used to be like for Kobe, for instance, he gets he gets drafted, and you're a rookie. You got there's a bunch of veterans on there. They know what they're doing. You you're on the back burner. You you take a couple of years to learn what you're doing, get better, 
kind of prove yourself here and there, but you're gonna get your time eventually. Yeah. Now, if you're if you're a rookie, there's a there's a chance there's people younger than you on the team. Like there's you're basically 25 is a vet now, because nobody like if you're over 30, you're either an all star, a specialist, or you're not athletic enough to keep up. And that's mm-hmm. that's it. There's no there's no if ands or buts about it. Everybody talks about Jared Dudley because he he looks like Elmer Fudd, <laughs> like he, he looks like Elmer Fudd. But he he is a veteran presence. He understands defense. He understands he can he, he can hit a shot, and he understands he's not there to be a, a a guy that he's not there to make any plays. He's there to make sure that everybody in that locker room knows what's going on. And they're all together as a team, and the entire game. If there's something wrong, he's supposed to. He's basically a camcorder. Mm-hmm. Some something happens, he repeats it back to you so that you understand what happened. And that's basically all vets are now. If you're over, if you're over thirty, getting closer. If you're over twenty-five, you're not going to be that guy anymore. You're not. You're not that guy on any team anymore. Because everyone's you're, you're just that, so You're young. the second or third best player on your team, and you went. You used to be the best. That's scary. It's fucking awesome. I mean, it's 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 scary for those guys. Yeah. Like but at the same time, they're making way more money because the young guys are way more exciting. So even getting a veteran minimum contract, you get a couple mil, and like if you get a decent contract, you can get ten mil as a as a quality backup. Like that's pretty fucking good for a retirement plan. Yeah, I'm about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the NBA's been awesome right now. Oh, it's so it's funny. Like, second um, round, gonna be sick. There was this guy. Uh, there was this guy that came into the bar the other day. He, uh, I told him I played college, and this guy's like, he's like, man, you could still play. And I was like, what? He's like, when was the last time you played? I was like, like 2016. It's been like almost we're pushing yeah. five years now or four years. And uh, this guy's like, man, like, I know, like you, you probably don't think so, but like, bro, like you just need to go and try out, man. Like, you just need to try out, like. He's, like, uh, telling me he, like, DJs for, like, the Lions or something like that. He's, like, man, I seen these guys. Like, you just need to try out. Like, you'd be amazed. Like, you could make, like, the practice team. I'm, like, what if I told you I was a bench man in college? <laughs> what makes yeah. you think I, like, have, have you seen me take a snap yet? <laughs> yeah. Like, where, guy's ever seen what, me play. Like, did I record something and I just forget about it? Right? Like, like, I don't know. Like, I was second team, special teams guy in college. You think I'm going to make a pro team? I'm training 15-year-olds and they're kind of pushing me pretty hard. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just thought it was so funny. This guy has, I haven't had someone hype me like this in so long. Where he's just like, bro, you can still do it. And I'm like... Yeah, man. Thanks for the pep talk. <laughs> yeah. No, when, when we talk about the fact that we can still we can still play sports enough, it's not playing at a competitive level. It's playing for fun and coaching. That's how we can contribute. We have minds. We understand the game, and we can teach somebody else to do it. But we're not. We you don't just you don't just forget that you were gonna be a professional and like five years later be like, oh yeah shit I'm gonna go do it and then now you're a professional that's not yeah. how fucking sports works <laughs> been off the field for four years out of the gym for a couple years <laughs> yeah, yeah let me just get off my fat ass and try and go make a pro try yeah <laughs> people like, people can't make the CFL after having a bullshit drug <laughs> drug drug suspension from school and you think I'm gonna make it on five years on my ass get the fuck out of here <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty funny. I was uh, 
That was hilarious. I was just like, yo, this guy is so hype. Sometimes you get that, though. You'll get these guys that just talk and talk and talk, and you're just like, how do I get out of this situation? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm sure all the females that work as servers can relate to this because they deal with this every day, but I was like, yo, this guy won't shut up. I'm really over this conversation. <laughs> I used to, I used to like, because I, obviously I like to make jokes at any occasion, just out of nowhere, but I... I used to like to make like dad jokes, like a server will come up and I'd say something. And then like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh yeah, they fucking hate me. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter way, like... what tip I throw there. <laughs> they fucking hated that experience. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. about it that was enjoyable for They're them. walking away thinking, wow, he thinks he's funny. <laughs> yeah. He said the same thing as him and I had yeah. the fake smile at both of them. Yeah. That's really tough. <laughs> but, uh. I think that's all we got for today. Yeah, I think it was a good one. Um, once again, thank you for listening, and we'll be uh, we'll be back next week for you guys. Peace.